probably the. I'd say it's the greatest snack ever ever created. Oh, I, that, I would, no, that's you. That's me. Oh, thanks, Lee. <laughs> Thank you very much. I wish this was actually going on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we just started here. You could just tack that on at the end. And I could just start it here. Oh, we may as well popcorn. just start here then, maybe. Why yeah. Not? So, John. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lee. Hi. Yeah, now we're starting. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Yep. Um. How are you, how are you, Lee? Tired, but what the hell else is new? <laughs> well, I know you did say that to me when I got out of the car this when I well I was going to say this morning about um. Yeah, uh, we'll say about half an hour ago when I yeah. arrived. But uh, no, it's um you're back to work at the minute, aren't you? Yeah. So. Um, working fucking twelve days straight this week. Good lord, good lord. Hell of a week. Yeah, I um and I'm back to work myself at the theatre. Yep. But, uh, well, I have been for for uh, since the beginning of the year, actually, really. But um, but I always say like, it's it's uh, it's been starting to get a bit more regular now, and uh, the shows are starting up again. And actually, as well, at the time of recording, it's it's COVID Freedom Day. Oh Appa- yeah. Apparently, yes, all legal restrictions have gone. Um, so we're just we're just living with it now. Yeah. You know, apparently. So I've li- been living with it for two years now. <laughs> We've been living with it for two years, but um, but I, I guess now is the time where uh, where Bob Boris and the government have just decided let's uh, you know let's. Take off the mask, literally. <laughs> Take off the mask and and get back to it as well, and uh, and also as well. I know we said we weren't going to mention it, but you know you've got to, I suppose, under current circumstances. Uh, yes, um, obviously, um, on a, on a on a more serious note, Russia, of course, have invaded Ukraine, and I just like to say, um, if anyone is listening to this who is in any way connected at all, whether it be family or directly, um, with uh, people in uh, people in Ukraine, uh, our hearts go out to you, and uh, we hope that nothing really horrifically awful yeah, happens. Bad happens. Really awful happens. So uh, let, let's just hope everything like, you know, calms down as soon as possible and a peaceful um, resolution is, is resolved. You know, Man. scary times, isn't it? Yeah, you, I've just put a thought in my head and I hate it. I just have the perfect segue to get what we're talking about today. Yeah. Speaking of wars. And speaking of war. <laughs> so, yeah. Oof, oh, that's dear. a rough segue. That was one, wasn't Lee, it? Lee, cut that out. <laughs> it's not going to cut it out. No. Not even going to listen no. to this. I'm just going to pause. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect segue. Anyway. Yeah, so um, I got John to watch one of my actual personal favourite films, mm. um, mm-hmm. Summer Wars. Summer Wars, yes. Um, um, we're, back to, we're back to anime. <laughs> yes, back on my weeb shit. <laughs> Good lord. There's a lot of it. Oh, there's so much of it. Oh, God. Uh, I, t- I tell you what, like, if people listen to this, you'd better be an anime and, like, weave stuff. Because <laughs> like, I don't know what else you're going to do. Uh, but, um, no, yeah, I watched... Um, I, so, I, Lee got me to watch Summer Wars. And, um, yeah, so it's one of your favourite films. Yeah. Okay, I mean, when did so when did you first see this and what was your exposure to it and what have you? Here's a funny thing. So, the director, uh, Mamoru Hosada... Yes. He directed part of the first Digimon movie. Oh, okay. Right. Um, wow. It is basically the plot of Summer Wars. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Right. So, a virus Digimon gets in the internet, tries to blow up, set off nukes and stuff. Oh, God. And then two of the Digidestins go in there, Digimon into the internet. Right. And when then goes the shit, all these people are like, come on, we can do it. And then power of friendship and shit. Yeah. It's roughly Summer Wars. Oh, wow. Okay, so this guy... Had- he made it as an over year for... Digimon, and then decided like ten years down the line, I was like, I've got a good story. Yeah, let, let's just do it again. Yeah, <laughs> with a, bigger with a new lick of paint, basically. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. So that's mean... kind of my first exposure was the Digimon movie. Okay, I mean, do you know something? Now that you say the Digimon movie, I, d- I don't know if I've I don't know if I've seen the Digimon movie. I mean, I, I, I might have done when I was a when I was a when I was a, a wee child. 
uh, back in the day um because i remember uh it was on a, a um a network call i don't know if anyone's there i'm really showing my age here um toonami i'm gonna show you age even more it's called fox kids before that. Oh, fox, <laughs> oh, oh god well i remember fox kids it was fox kids before toonami fox kids um actually yeah fox kids and then um toonami um and then i think there was there was the something else there was boomerang boomerang was like old shit so it was like um like tom and jerry looney tunes old looney tunes yeah yeah like proper scooby-doo like like the proper early scooby proper old cartoons basically yeah i remember that and uh, no i love toonami tommy was great because that was when you saw like the the justice league animated series yeah which is fantastic by the way still fantastic i mean if you if you if you revisit it today it still holds up like the writing is incredible a lot of kids shows from the 90s do batman does Oh god, yeah, the Batman animated series was oh, good lord, that was fantastic, wasn't it? And then, and of course, the movie that came with it, um, was it um, Mask of the Phantasm? Yeah. Um, a lot of people still cite that as like the best Batman movie. Um, I know that um, a few of my like close friends um who were into that sort of stuff like they they rated quite highly as well. Um, and of course, um, Return of the Joker. Yeah. Batman Beyond, like it's all a continuation of that stuff. Uh, that apparent that that is still fantastic um you know they were just on another level man you know like cartoons in the 90s weren't they basically yeah so like i've i may have seen the digimon movie possibly um, i mean i used to love digimon i still love digimon digimon yeah it's um because oh, i even remember the uh the, the, uh, the theme like digimon digital monsters digimon are the champions <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah um <laughs> A couple of years ago, they re-released them all on DVD. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, my partner got me the first three seasons on DVD. <laughs> I was so happy. I was sitting there just in awe of childhood nostalgia. Still cheesy as fuck, but oh my god! Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's would, um, it's still going, Digimon. It's still popular. Is it really? Yeah, there's a series out now. Um, unfortunately, it's like it's still it's like Japanese dub. Obviously, mm-hmm. I just can't seem to get into it. Right. I think it's because I grew up with. The cheesy English dubs yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just can't seem to get into the new stuff unless it's um, translated. I mean, I as much as I remember watching it, I can't remember any of the characters, um, really, apart from that orange dinosaur. Oh, I, well, Agumon. Sure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one, yeah. I don't remember. Because it, it's basically it, it's basically Pokemon, isn't it? But like, It's just... based off um, Tamagotchis. It, That's where it, it came from, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Based off Tamagotchis. Good lord. Because uh, Bandai made their own sort of dim- Tamagotchi's called Digimon. Bandai, yes. Oh, God, I remember Bandai. Jesus. That was like the, the thing that Bandai made Power Rangers as well, didn't they? Yes, they had a hand in that for the animated stuff. Well, no, yeah, I mean, the, the live stuff. The live stuff, yeah. They, they made like the Power Rangers. To- this they made is, the toys and the... Yeah. This is going back. This like this is right my really early childhood when like it was dominated by stuff like that. Like um, Power Rangers... Even Digimon, um, Mega Man, that was a thing as well. Do you, do you remember Mega Man? I remember Mega Man the games, yeah. I yeah, the games. The cartoon. There was a cartoon, a Mega Man cartoon, yeah. And like, and it was basically this. Now that I think about it, it's like all of that, like Japanese imported um, cartoons and stuff like that. They all like revolve around the same thing, don't they? Like, it's got like this this kind of futuristic society. That all revolves around um, children or people having like avatar friends. Yeah. Or um, like avatar friends who are like, uh, whether it's in a game environment like Mega Man or whether it's like real life, like weird creaturey things like oh, Pokemon. Yeah, they made an anime Battle Network, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like Pokemon, Digimon, yeah. Beyblade. Rip and rip. 
let him rip <laughs> yep um that was another one uh which was which was like a, a similar like again I, we spoke about this before on a previous episodes but the whole like tournament thing Yu-Gi-Oh Yu-Gi-Oh uh, Yu-Gi-Oh exactly oh my god and um but he um there's another one as well that I'm thinking of which was like a more obscure one it was like uh Megabots yes Megabots yeah Megabots that was another thing which was again the same thing but it was like with robots like every kid had their own robot and stuff like it's very like it's all when you dissect it it's all like really quite similar you know and yeah. it's um you know they they like telling the same stories <laughs> it seems um and you kind of get this and and of course um he wrote um some wars as yes. we just said so um yeah i mean summer wars it's um 2009 this came out yeah, yeah? right and i he, think i saw it in 2011 2012 maybe right and he just wanted to do basically the same story but well, with... yeah he just wanted to tell like his story and like tell a story but yeah the basic premise is the digimon movie which he directed yeah me yeah. and my friend Andy, we joke every time a new film he makes up. We say, oh, we're going to go see this Digimon movie again. Because yeah. near enough to say, Bell was similar. Right. Bell had a whole metaverse everyone's got their own avatar inside the internet. I see, I see, yeah. I mean, when it when it started, when it's when this movie started, I was um, I was kind of like, you, you kind of forget about the similarities between this and like all the other movies. But it's like, um, one thing that, I, that struck me was that... Um, it seems it seems to be because it came out in two thousand and nine, so of course the um the whole premise of like digital avatars and like the internet sort of like ruling everything, kind of was kind of a new concept. Yeah. Ish, you know, around about that time. Yeah, it was like a very, it's a very nice look at the future for avatars and stuff. Not like mm. bleak. Oh, mm-hmm. he's like McDonald's making their own NFT burger you can buy for yeah something. In... Yeah, exactly. It's not corporate. No, it's not. It's it's not corporate. It, it is one big corporation, but it seems more friendly than having like mm-hmm. Facebook's metaverse. Yeah, oh, God, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? But what that's that, but that's it though. It's like what that that is what struck me about it. It was like it's it's kind of like a a strange precursor to what would be to come in the next decade. Yeah, because. Um, I've always, I've always said, I've had these conversations with, uh, with um Jordan, who's like a mutual friend of ours. He, um, he, I, I, I always say to him, like, you know, I think the, the, um, the twenty tens was such a turbulent decade, um, you know, uh, with all, with all sorts of things to consider, you know, like whether it like politically and all that sort of stuff. But like, one of the biggest things was the rise of the internet, yeah, and the rise of social media. You know, um, because like that, like 20, 20, 2009, 2010, that is like the, the time when social media exploded. That's when the boomers got involved. That's when the boomers got involved, man. You and know, <laughs> Facebook forever. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's when but, that, but that's it, though. That's when like everyone suddenly everyone was able to express what they think and, and, and give um, give their opinions and like represent themselves in a digital space, you know, and that's when like these these corporations over the last 10 years like 10 12 years they've gained so much power and influence that like jeff bezos is now sending william shatner into space he did send shatner into space he did he did send him into space and you know and he came back unfortunately (laughs) 
Should have just kept him in there. You're not a fan of William Shatner. He's not a he's not a nice man. Is he not? He is not a nice man. I did not I did not even know like what what this is you're referring to. He's a very all. sexist man. Very oof. Yeah. Oh well, he's a man of the time, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should have seen the way. I mean, we all we all knew that this was coming. It was oh uh, yeah. It was, um, you know, Captain Kirk. I mean, you see what he does, like, back in the 60s. I mean, he's the, he's the, oh, he's a man's man, isn't he? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Give me the Chris Pine, Kirk. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, that, that was cool. That was cool. I did enjoy that. Anyway, um, but, you know, that's that's the sort of thing that, like, um, of course, when you see in the movie, like, what happens ultimately when uh, the internet gets taken over by Love Machine, Big super virus. The big super virus, and that of course a is the big American super virus. The big American super virus. That 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 is one thing that really did strike me yeah. at the end. It was like, it was like, oh right, okay, we're doing this, are we? <laughs> Which I found quite funny. Um, it was like at the end, it's like, uh, so the U.S. government is going to be hold is held is held responsible. And they unleashed like this this terror onto the world, and I thought, oh, that's, that's still better, aren't they, the Japanese? Really? <laughs> I know? mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be too. You're not be. That would be too. Oh my god. I just found that so, so funny. It was like, yo! <laughs> you know? Um, because for so long I kind of forgot that, like, that Love Machine was a. was technically an American. Uh, well, it wasn't an American creation. No, it was. It was a it was a Japanese creation because um what, what's his name Uncle what I can't remember his uncle's name now it's gone totally out of my head yeah the um but he's un- the uncle the, of the film <laughs> the, the, yeah the the uncle who appears and you're like he's very clearly meant to be like the antagonist of the film but but yet there's something there's something um about him that you can't help but feel like oh well is he is he like the the villain you know because like there's the there's the there's the attraction there from like the uh, the main one of the main characters the girl whose name i forget um but i've had luckily lee i just picked up the other blu-ray um, yeah. box which is just placed right next to me uh and i will uh find her name um so when uh natsuki natsuki yeah. natsuki yeah when she uh when natsuki. she her her like initial attraction and like um sort of like um she she, she likes uncle whatever his name is and uh, and you're like and like oh well if you know I mean is this just like a girl just being like naive or something or or like you know just attachment or I think it's like an attachment thing but I think it's just she's slightly just old like too old for this attachment yeah it's it it's a the, very still like childhood attachment but yeah it's like, yeah there was a slight uncomfortableness about it wasn't it really it was yeah. like it was like oh, you know I mean there was a few moments like that in the, in this movie where I was a bit oh. <laughs> you know like what what actually is going on here there's a lot of like. There was a slight incestuous undertone yeah. going through it, you know, and I was like, I because it's not like <laughs> it's it wasn't just that; it was also um, the because because the, I mean there was a bit where like they're all like oh like um, oh she's she's upset because Uncle Thingy like is like what like uh, not interested in her or something like that, and I was like, what what the hell's going on? Like, no, she should be seventeen by this time oh 12th grade 17 right okay yeah so it's uh, still a bit of weird childhood crush that just it's not right is it really? it's a bit weird because like how old would this dude be He'd be like what in his like late 30s or something or... he'd probably be like maybe early 30s early 30s that sort of thing yeah yeah i mean yeah okay right it's a bit it's a bit odd 
Um, I mean, at least it's one-sided. It's not like well, a... yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is true. It isn't. It isn't reciprocated, which which would be even worse. Yeah, um, it's definitely just a childhood crush thing. I should <laughs> kind of like yeah. kept. But you know the bit where like, but even like you know the 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 um the other cousin who's like a a police officer, mm. like he's a bit odd. And it like again, again, this is another thing as well. Not only is he odd, he seems to have some kind of weird attraction to to um to to Nasuki yeah as well which i find a bit odd um and also the uncle one of the uncles like the doctor uncle like he's like oh when's it due when the when's the baby due like just, they've just met this dude you know what i mean they've just met this poor math nerd who we'll get onto in a yeah. bit <laughs> um like that's big families that like no not like incestuous sort of thing but like oh when's the thing when's like yeah <laughs> big big families are big just families. incestuous <laughs> like, yeah yeah exactly oh. uh, no but it's like big families stuff like someone has a partner like oh when when like that is true. That is true. There is, the, the, you do always get family members like that who just overstep the mark and just, yeah. you know, who just like get involved in like in places that they shouldn't. But I, I get that. That's fair enough. Um, it was still a bit strange. Uh, <laughs> you know, the fact that like the police officer dude, he's like raging all the time, and like they always need to have that character, don't they? Yeah. In, in like these enemies, it's like there's there's the um the protagonist, the protagonist males are usually either. These really timid, um, like nervous people, who like, um, who freak out at the slightest thing. Yeah, the five of them popped in my head as soon as that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like five characters. Yeah, literally, like they all have the same shit. Like they all go like, ah, you know, like oh whatever. I and think it's it- supposed to be like kind of a underdoggy type thing where it's like. Even the most meekest person makes a difference. Sort oh of thing. yeah, it's a hero's journey, but it's <clears> like, but it's it's exaggerated to the point where it becomes ridiculous. And it's like, um, it, it it's like that in um Hero Academy. Yeah, my Academy. Hero Academy had it. Um, yeah, Evangelion's really bad for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it's um, and I, yeah, because I started to notice those patterns, and then they have the other character who's sort of like set against the the protagonist in a in a in a strange sense. Whether they're being like direct opposite, where he's like always raging, like always full of anger and rage. And again, they had that in Hero Academy. Yeah. Um, but they have that in this one with the police guy, and he's like, um, he's just angry all the time. It's crazy. Just a stuck-up cop, really. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and even um, it, it's so emotionally raw as well. That's one thing that like that another thing that struck me about this. It's like. There's no mistaking how characters feel. Yeah. And there's no subtlety to... There's not a lot of nuance to how um, a character's are sort of feeling in a certain situation. I mean, there is... I mean, there was a little bit of it towards with um, the, the kid who um, is in control of um, King... Kazia. King Kazia, yeah. Um, or King Cosmo. Sorry. King Cosmo, yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know, I, I um, for a while I was thinking, oh, what's this kid's deal? You know, he seems like a really um, interesting character with the whole, um, like, he's, you know, he wasn't at the family, like, big dinners. He's kind of, like, just stuck in his room, just doesn't want to interact with anyone. It turns out, like, he's the um, the, the the person behind the, um, like, the, the superhero-esque yeah, bunny. Yeah, superhero avatar, yeah. Superhero-esque bunny character, which, again, is there in another tournament situation of like fighting and it's like it's a fighting situation i'm like oh there it is again he's just know? a pro gamer man he's a pro gamer yeah exactly and i thought well that's another thing isn't it? Like, you get that a lot today i mean like that's like this whole sports with that sort of thing and he actually refers to it as a sport doesn't yeah he? you know he's like it's not a game it's a sport like sport and again 
2009 it's probably when esports just started to like properly kick off as well so really they were ahead of the head of the curve this they're about yeah like really? right on the curve yeah yeah at least. exactly um <clears throat> well, ex- well yeah true um the children are unbearable kids <laughs> no, like, literally I, I like kids man that is so unbearable like everything is like again it fits into that thing of like everything is like extreme it's like Wah! you know and i'm like oh my god just stop stop children you know what <laughs> i mean um and then you got like the mother one of the mothers who's like obsessed with um obsessed with baseball this house is creaking yet again it's yeah. the radiator so <laughs> obsessed with baseball because our son's the star player Oh, his son is the star player. I did not even... That's why she's obsessed with watching him. I did not even realise that. Yeah. Um, but I was going to talk about the baseball thing, actually, because I appreciated the um, the running parallel between the baseball game and the actual plot. Yeah. Which I thought was really quite cool. It's like, oh, because um, baseball is like is, is like the perfect example in the story of working together as a team. Yeah. You know, it's like... of, of um, And that, that's, of course, what the... Um, uh, I should probably explain. Uh, d- well, actually, do you want to explain like the uh, the, the rough uh, plotline of this movie? Okay, so a girl asks a uh, boy in a math club to come with her to a, a summer house yeah. where all her family's going to be there because it's her grandmother's 90th. She's old. Yeah, she's, it's, a, it's a hell of a birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, all the family's going to be there and she's got like a huge family, which mm-hmm. I can relate to. Like, my family was like kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a huge-ass family. They all got together. So she brings him there because she's like, I need to need to say that I've got a boyfriend. Yeah. Because uh-huh. she said she would, wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah. She said she had a boyfriend. She's like, oh yeah, I'll bring him. And like, yeah. she's like, shit. Yeah. So she kind of just ropes in a poor guy just to pretend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get to there and he's kind of just bewildered by this huge family and all the characters that are in it. Uh-huh. And then um, something on the um, the Metaverse app comes on and is like, oh, can you solve this riddle? And he looks at it and he's just like, uh, he just starts going for it because he's a math nerd. Yeah. He manages to solve it. Yeah. And then it figures out it's a, it's a virus. Yeah. And um, it used his avatar to like destroy the metaverse basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And it was um, it was a big AI, like an evil AI. Wasn't yeah. It? But apparently, it wasn't him who solved it. He didn't get it right. <laughs> oh thing. no, no, yeah, it was it was a few people who got it right. But they just he's yeah. just unlucky enough to get his avatar stolen at that point, and it used that. Yeah. Oh man. And then of course. That's when because this uh this this uh, metaverse thing, it's not just um like a social media thing, like it's it's so all encompassing that like everybody uses it for everything. Everything, yeah. So you like, use it for shopping, yeah. like use it for like banking, use it for like even in shops as like a POS system. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's used for like practically everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big one global. If Facebook got the talents and everything and made everything into one fucking thing. Well, it's basically well. That was one of the things that sort of struck me about it because society is kind of heading in that direction anyway, yeah. really, isn't it? You know, it's like um, all these these big corporations are starting to like rule every aspect of your life. You know, in a sense. Oz, which is called in this the metaverse, Oz. Yeah. Um, kind of glorif- like kind of has romanticizes it. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's um, it's a nice it's a nice future where no one's stealing your data yeah. apart from big viruses. Yeah. It, it it's a it's a fairy tale it's so, a fairy yeah you know um i mean it's oz <laughs> yeah well, exactly literally it's it's like it's like a, a, a um a, a rose tinted look at like what this kind of technology um, could technology do. could be which very much is a reality and it, this is the thing it's like it struggles to like call i mean on the back of the blu-ray it even says that um 
it's a near perfect blend of social satire and science fiction and i think that um that is true to a certain extent it's um but you know science fiction is no longer becoming fiction yes yeah. it's, it's now becoming like reality and it's like how do you how do you um how do you continue to do social satire when it's kind of doing it itself yeah satire is dead the onion's not even funny anymore it's just real it's just real <laughs> exactly it's it's like i remember someone talking like recently about like you know they said like when donald trump was in power they were like social satire is kind of really difficult to sort of like do that because he kind of does it himself yeah you know and it's like well, what what place does satire have anymore when satire is satire is either like now it's two things now it's either it's taken so seriously to the point where it's deemed offensive and you can't you can't have it anymore which kind of defeats the purpose of satire anyway like people don't understand what satire is yeah. you know it's it's meant to provoke a reaction to get you to think and secondly if satire is so close to the real thing, then can we even do it anymore? You know, is it is it is it just already is life already that farcical where we where we don't need to like um, make fun of it and exaggerate it anymore? You know, and um and this was so when I was watching this, I was like, you know, it it's kind of um yeah what what's it called um close to reality anyway. I mean, you know, the fact that we have like cyber attacks now you know that is very much a real thing i mean it's like when i mean i remember years ago when playstation network got like taken hacked, yep. <coughs> hacked and taken down by anonymous you know and um and you know north korea hacked the nhs yeah which was bizarre and strange and yet it happened and you know russia obviously are launching cyber attacks on like it's a new form of warfare yeah cyber you know warfare. and it's real you know and you see it in in movies like this where Ideally, um, back to like what I was saying about the yeah, the metaphor of um, the yeah, the because um, throughout the plot you see um, a baseball team um, broadcast going on where yeah. um, one of the mothers are like is, is like obsessed with this uh, uh, baseball game because her son, as you said, is he's in a the, star player. He's I the think. star player on the team, and of course things go. The um, the the success rate of this game is kind of uh, linked to what is happening in the plot yeah you know so it's like um you know when things are going like really bad for the family and stuff the game is being lost and then of course when they win when they when they ultimately win it's of course um when they when the, when the team comes together and works um efficiently as a team yeah. and of course that is what happens in the plot when the family comes together they all come together and then the world comes together to uh, to fight love machine and of course that's the big message of the movie really isn't it it's like um family no matter what um if you stick together and if you work together you will overcome anything yeah and that is like the and that is the overarching theme as i said um but you know it's um it was a pretty you know that being said it was a pretty straightforward i found it very um straightforward i found it very um you know it was enjoyable it was a good run yeah you know it was um I, I i struggled to um to think um if i would watch this movie again i mean i know i've just answered like the big question yeah, like, that's fine. You, <laughs> so, like i do it i do it all the time you know i'm so it's uh, i can't i can't help myself but it's more of a big question when it comes to the series really i i, I said put a, a series like no when you like when i talk about a series like oh would you watch oh more? right i, th- I thought yeah. you meant i thought you oh, meant this no movie as a series like <laughs> sequels and stuff you know as um um but you know um 
you know, it, 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 I thought I thought the message, um, sort of like the the, the um the the sub the the subtext of the movie is like whenever the family is like fragmented apart and stuff, and you kind of get that when halfway through when the grandmother spoilers uh, passes away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, through like the anxieties of technology, I think yeah, because their it's, love machine starts stops a. Uh, it, it stops like a the. Type well, what happened? I think what happens is she um she 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 has an angina attack yes. in the night um but of course one of the members of the family is a doctor and he has an app on his phone well um he, he's linked up to ours obviously which um alerts him if um she has an attack if or... she has an angina attack or if, or if there's anything going on with her he can like run in and and and, and help her um being a, being a doctor of course um, but of course, since um, the cyber attack is all-encompassing and has shut down and taken over so many accounts on ours, he doesn't get the notification. Yeah. You know, so he doesn't know. And of course, she dies in her sleep. And it's really quite... And that, that bit was like really quite sad and powerful, yeah. you know? And it was... Um, and of course, Granny, gr- Granny, of course, had to die because what else would the family have to motivate them? Yeah, you know, to to get back together again, you know, and it's um, and and you know, and that was the thing, especially with the uncle as well, because that's the reason why he came back, and it's like, you know, he's the, he's the slimy sort of like slick, you know, he's the black sheep of the family. He's the black sheep of the family. He's very clearly that's very clearly the case. You know, whenever you see him in wide shots, he's always like separated. Yeah, you know, from the rest of the family, he's wearing black. He's always looking in opposite directions and stuff. Lovely bits of visual storytelling. And what have you? Um, but it's like, you know, um, when the when when he's all like he came back he, because really, I mean, uh, uh, underneath all of the like, uh, oh well, you know, I I created Love Machine and you're all pathetic and you know you're like this this house is mine and all this sort of stuff and it's like he just came back because he wants approval, yeah, because he made something of himself, you know, he wants to tell Granny <coughs> that um, not only did he create Love Machine. But he sold it to the U.S. military, <laughs> and he got a shit ton of money for it. Yeah. You know, um, and he was like, "Isn't this just what we wanted? You know, we're gonna have money again, and we can, you know, we can, we can do all sorts." And Granny was like, "You bastard!" <laughs> you know, like, and she whips out a sword. Yeah. And then actually, well, no, this big like, um, like, what is it really? It's a, it's like one of those Japanese weapons, like, those... like sort of like a lance. Type. It's like a lancey type sword <laughs> thing, like spear type yeah. thing, and it's like it right Jesus now. Christ! And she tries to kill him, <laughs> and I'm like, bloody hell, man! Christ, you know, come on, woman, calm down. You know, well, like, gosh, maybe on the cusp of death, but she can, you know, she can, she can swing that. She um, can move. She can. Oh, she can move. Goodness me, um, you know, and I found that really quite, you know powerful you know it's just like with her and then she motivates basically the world she motivates like all of the family you know who who like who work in different sectors like the emergency sector yeah. and the finance sector and i thought that was really cool that's one thing that i really liked about the movie actually to be fair i mean while i found the other uh, plot sort of i found it sort of like you know um i could see where it was gonna go and i could you know i don't think it was anything like nuanced or anything like proper what I'm looking for is gone. <laughs> yeah, like the, the, I mean, I could. It's a fairly. It's a simple plot. It's a fa- yeah. It's a fairly simple plot. It's a fairly straightforward plot. 
um it's an archetypal plot mm. which i don't think is a bad thing um you know i think sometimes sometimes they are often the best stories where where they are archetypal and that doesn't do anything new because i think i think when you are writing i mean i've said this before i mean when you when you write stories and when you try to like make a movie or write a book or um and and this is by no means obviously his first outing as a filmmaker yeah. or as a storyteller it's not a few quite a few films actually like of his anyway yeah exactly you're, you're best off when you but when you are starting it you're best off really doing an archetypal story yeah doing a story that's a story structure that has been done before um and and to make sure that you do it right you know to make sure that you understand how those stories work and how they function and how they're put together because then i think once you understand how to tell a basic story to tell an archetypal story to tell a story that's been done before then you can sort of branch out and try and tell something that maybe hasn't been done before or maybe something with a bit more um you know twists and turns here and there something that you probably wouldn't expect yeah you know and um you know but so so in that sense those stories are often like really can be really quite good you know um but there was little moments that sort of set it apart you know there was um the, the romance between well it isn't really a romance even though it's very clear that he does like her yeah you know that never really like the story that's another good thing about it actually as well the story is really focused there's mm. never really a moment where it loses steam or veers off too much it's all quite nuancedly that is one bit that has a bit of nuance to it really because this lad who is a math nerd and who is a math genius he very clearly is in love with um uh, Nasuki, um, and that's never overtly. He's yawning again. He's oh. a tired boy. I am. A t- I'm so <laughs> sorry. Um, it's just every time, um, I, I I sit for like long periods of time, like my body just starts to shut down. Um, so when when you when you see them at the end. Um, and of course, it's very overtly addressed, which I have a lot to say about that ending scene, by the way. Yeah. It was very fucking weird. Very strange. Do you know what I'm on about? I'm trying to think now. Right. So at the end, when it's finally addressed that, like, he likes her. Yeah. And the family are doing that annoying thing. They're where pushing they're, them together. They're pushing and, them yeah. together sort of thing. Like, you should get married and you should have kids. And that sort of thing. I thought, whoa, what's going on here? This is very weird. And then his nose starts to bleed. Oh, right. And then, because like, they're, they're going in to kiss. And then she's like, oh, I like you too. I like you too. And it's, it's like, oh, wow, well, okay. Right, this is getting very bizarre. Okay, anime 101. Nosebleeds is a euphemism for having an erection. What? Legit. Anytime you see a character with a nosebleed, it's normally a euphemism for being turned on, having an erection. Or something whoa, like. whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute. What the fuck is that? <laughs> What is that about? That's in, in a lot of fucking animes. Why? Because they want to show someone being like aroused, but they can't really show someone being aroused, so nosebleed so, is a... So they have blood pouring out of their nose? Yeah. That's just a thing. <laughs> what? I didn't think about that. It's the first time I've seen a proper big anime trope. Jesus, Jesus Christ. That That's ridiculous. Yeah, anime tropes 101. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> nose gush, uh, blood gushing in the nose. Yeah, that's it's usually an erection. Reason for an erection. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God, because like, because you see his body like 
fill up with red. Yeah. And gets then I'm like, and like that's the I'm like, oh, obviously that's him like getting you know aroused or whatever, or blushing or whatever. And then yeah. blood just gushes out of his nose. Yep, that's. The... I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What's going on? And then he faints, and everyone just laughs it off as a thing. I'm like, no, Jesus, there's something really weird and horrific just happened here. Yeah, anime tropes 101. Oh my god, imagine. If I think happened... a, I can't believe this is the first time I've introduced you to something that's actually had a stupid trope in it. No. Fuck. Jesus. <laughs> like what? Like what? No. Oh, what? No. I'm trying to think if this is if I've seen this before in any of the other shit you've shown us. I don't think it has been. Definitely oh. wasn't in My Hero. My Hero's never really... That certainly wasn't there, yeah. I mean, like... No, little fucking what's-his-face, little great boy. He sometimes does it, but you might not have seen them in the episodes that we did. What, in My Hero Academy? Yeah. What, when blood gushes out of his nose? Yeah, little great boy. What's he called? Stupid piss baby. I can't remember his Gus name. Stupid piss baby. <laughs> no one likes him. I can't remember his name right now. What? Oh, God. It happens a couple of times in that, but no. Nothing that, push- imagine if that happened in real life. Yeah. Like, how awful life would be. I suppose I suppose that would be like um, just uh, sort of women getting back at us men for the patriarchy, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, you know, I've, the amount of times I hear that, like, I mean, justifiably so. Like, life is, like, difficult on that whole, you know, on, on, on everything, you know. Let, let's not go too into it. But you know what I mean? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about the monthly period, like. All right, fair enough. For goodness sake. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, like, that, you know, just that. That, in a sense of, like, even, like, uh, my, my girlfriend, like, says to me, like, oh, it's, you know, it's hard being a woman, you know, John. I'm like, I know, you know, and we have it, we have it quite easy. But imagine, imagine if, like, when we get sexually aroused as, as men, blood gushes out of our nose. Doesn't happen to you? It doesn't. What? <laughs> <laughs> Lee, I think you might want to go to the doctor. Probably. <laughs> to be honest with you. Jesus. Imagine how awful life would be, really. I mean, yeah. like, how just messy it would be for everyone involved. I'm trying to think. I think it does happen with girls. I think it's just a euphemism for arousal. What? Coming out of the nose? Yeah, I think it's just a euphemism for arousal, really. But Jesus. It's like, Can't they just do actual arousal? I mean, well, depends. You, you just need to do, like, a certain look. Yeah. You know, or, but... a, or a caress of the arm, you know, or a, you know, or a bit of music, you know, or, you know. Or if someone just <laughs> fucking... Shoots backwards because well, someone, someone shoots backwards exactly because they get propelled by the blood from the nose. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's blood gushing out of the nose. That's that's insane. I just I just thought he was ha- I just thought it was a funny... him dying. <laughs> well, I just thought it, yeah, he just oh he dies at the end of it because like he, blood loss and then and then and then the, the portrait of the granny just yeah. just changes from like mildly amused to laughing and it's like. What is going on here? This that that because that that was the one bit that totally threw me because like the rest of the movie is kind of like it's all tonally consistent and then the very end of it is just like there's a total one eighty and I'm like what is going on here? This is so strange. But no, I had no idea that blood gushing from the nose. I can't was, believe that's the first time we had like stupid anime I, trope. I have never never known of that. Never known of that that that's what it meant. I just thought it was just a random funny moment where it was just like. Oh, poor boy, he's being embarrassed by a blo- by a by a, a nosebleed because that I mean, being honest, that is what you would be you would be embarrassed if like a girl that you look quite yeah. liked as a teenager, you know, was coming in to give you a give bit of a bit of a smooch, you know, bit of a canoodle, bit of a canoodle, bit of a canoodle, and then uh and then and then and then you suddenly break out with a with a with a with a very aggressive nosebleed. <laughs> Little did I know that's a sign of a um arousal. Of, tra- of arousal, <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, I can't believe we've gotten that far. No, I've never. Well, I, I don't really suffer from nosebleeds, so I've never been aroused in my life, basically. So. <laughs> to be fair, but when I've been thinking about like animes and stuff to watch, I'm kind of like thinking like stuff that's not gonna be too 
out there, like, because there's some anime tropes that are just fucking strange. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I think this is the first one's actually done one of the stupid tropes. Well, what else? What else? I was just having a look at the list, really, so let's go down them. Um, Goodness me. This is a rabbit hole. So there's always the run. So you usually see it in school anime. There's always someone's left for school and they're legging it with a piece of toast in the mouth. Oh, right, you'll see okay. that in a lot of slice of life anime. Right, okay. There's always someone who's late for school and they'll have a piece of toast in their mouth fucking legging it at school. Right, okay, yeah. That's yeah. always a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, food obsession. Uh, cicadas, every time there's a, there's a summer scene in an anime film, you'll hear cicadas. It was probably in Summer Wars. Okay, is that like a type of music? Or? No, they're crickets. Oh, they're crickets. really fucking loud okay, and they're sorry. really fucking annoying. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, yeah. Everywhere yeah. in Japan. Sure, sure. I'm sure that was that was, that was was there at some point in Summer Wars. Uh, Sundara, which I don't think I don't think she was a bit sun. So Sundara is a girl who like likes a guy, but she acts like aggressive and kind of like standoffish against him because she's like, I don't fucking like you, kind of like. I see. That's in a lot of anime. There's a yes. lot of some girls. That's quite a that's quite um, a, a big uh, Western trope as well. I think. Yeah, it's very exaggerated in Japan. Oh, it's very. Oh, I can very, imagine it's yeah. exaggerated in Japan. I imagine it's absolute blinding fury. About this happens a lot. Uh, most anime I can think of, protagonist. Either has one parent or none. You never yes. really see them with a like either one or all. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 That's um. That's it's always either a dead parent or something. Something or... where you don't see both parents. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, that is true. Um, I remember that actually in um in in Beyblade a little bit. If a if a parent if a mom has a hair where like it's in a, it's in a sort of like a loose ponytail but it goes to her side. Mm-hmm. She's probably gonna die. Nearly oh every, shit! Really? Nearly every anime mom who has that kind of hairstyle ends up dying at one oh, point. Wow. It's ridiculous. Okay, Christ! I didn't um, know that. Bad guys looking good. Yeah, most antagonists look like. Oh, they're gorgeous, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they are. That like, I, I know that they're actually like really. That's actually so true. Because I remember like the um the, the the he's not really an antagonist. He is just kind of start off with like the uncle. Yeah. He's. I mean, I understand why she's got a crush on him. He's, yeah. he's a good looking dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it's yeah, that's true. It's the same with um. Uh, in uh, oh god, it was one. It was one of the first things she showed me. Uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Um, what's the bad guy's name? Oh, uh, Vicious. Vicious is quite good looking. Yeah. Yeah, Vicious is quite good looking. Uh, the uh, the the villain in the the, the guy who's full of health in uh, My Hero Academia. Yeah, back, uh, Bakugo. Yeah. Yeah, he he's he's quite good looking mm. as well. You know. Um, yeah, it's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, anime and thickness always look pretty. Yeah. Even like. For some reason, the most like threatening anime antagonists, like guys, will look femme as fuck. Yeah, like they'll look very like quite quite androgynous. Quite androgynous, yeah, but yeah. like terrifying. Yeah, but like quite attractive at the same time. I'm watching time. one right now, um, Demon Slayer, mm. and the um the main bad guy, he kind of looks like Michael Jackson. He's got like, he's got like a like he's pale white, white or black Michael. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> white. He's like kind of pale. He's got like wispy hair. That's appropriate. Um. <laughs> He's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I've only watched a couple of episodes of him in, and I, he got introduced. It was like, it's kind of like that Cowboy Bebop thing where you know where they just say vicious and like fear, fear just kind of drops. And you know that that's bad just by his the name. The main character asks, asks about the uh, the guy. Yeah. To uh, another demon, and he's just like, I can't see anything. I can't see anything. I can't see anything. He's going mental. Like he yeah, just yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. And I was like. Fuck this guy's scary. This guy's scary then. <laughs> Good introduction. Like Michael Jackson, the bit like the real life Michael Jackson is yeah. a little bit terrifying looking. Yeah. But yeah, um, let's go down the list. Yeah. Girls with big breasts. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Like, depending on the thing, you'll get stupid. They, they, they love a well endowed woman. So. Um, <laughs> breasts that like kind of either move individually or fucking build <laughs> briefly. It's ridiculous in some anime. <laughs> 
individually um, or in unison. There's a, there's a scene. I'll have to show you the gif of it. It's from right. High School of the Dead. Um, High School of the Dead is fucking ridiculous. I used to love it when I was like in my 20s. Yeah. But now watching now is a bit... It's a bit... Ooh, uh, right, okay. Yeah, because high school... Of the, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, yeah. When you get like oh, older God. and older, this kind of anime you just have to avoid. Yeah. It was a really good... Uh, I really enjoyed it. Anyway, so it's a what? bit where a guy who's got a sniper rifle trying to shoot a zombie... And a girl who has a fucking katana is like sliding as zombies. Yeah. And she bends backwards and the slow motion bullet goes between one breast <laughs> and goes oh, between the other. God's sake. It's fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. Come on. I mean, I mean, it's like, to be fair though, you've got a mouse pad. Oh yes. Like, about Yoko, yeah. Like Lee has this infamous mouse pad with, what's the character? It's Yoko from Gurren Lagan. What you said. Yeah. And, and it's just the, the mouse pad. It's just her. the the wrist it, rest is her boobs. Yes, the wrist rest is her enormous breasts. You can just. get one of girls with like, well, girls and guys with like the asses. Or something. <laughs> that's just so <laughs> ridiculous. And why is this a thing? It's just I so have ridiculous. No idea. God, that's a present by the way. I didn't buy it for myself. Very I'm horny it. men, aren't they, who do this? Yes. Reason oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, like that's that was another thing as well in uh, in Cowboy Bebop. The um the woman who in the first episode who was the girlfriend of. Uh, Yes. Yeah, and, and is that the scene pregnant? The, the pregnant woman, yeah, not uh, who's pregnant. not pregnant, yeah. uh, and she's in uh, the bar, and she bends course, down the drink. She bends down to drink the thing, and of course, her breasts are just like just on the desk, and, and the old guys and, like, yeah, like oh my god, you know. So that trope, absolutely, it's ridiculous, and it's just it's everywhere. The, yeah, yeah, that's Cabo Rips a tamer version of that trope. That can get <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, Jeez let's go down Christ. the list. Harem. There's always one guy who has a lot of girls who are in love with him. Yes, yes, yes. That is that is true. And like, it gets stupid as well. Like, um, Sword Art Online mm. establishes in the first like ten episodes that one guy, like the one girl he's with, is like, yeah, that's the proper girl. And then they just keep introducing more girls. Like, why? What? You know, like they there <laughs> thing. We already know what's going on here. Like, just you know. um, bloody nose. Yeah, we're going past that. Oh yes. Beach episode. There's always a beach episode. There is. <laughs> there is. The beach is always there. Yeah. That is true. Episode in Hot Springs is always a Hot Spring episode. <laughs> right. Yes. And always ends up with one of the pervy guys trying to cl- yeah. look over the thing to see the girls yep. and they'll tag them. Yep. 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 That That's always it. happens. That always happens. Yeah. I believe that 100%. Um... Let's have a look. The talk while the fight, yeah, but that's just anime. Oh, that's standard. Where they'll like they'll do like a pose and they'll stand there for like like a minute or something. Yeah. And they're, like, they're monologuing like, and yeah, like, a big monologue about how much they hate the other character. Yeah, I get that. Shout the name of power you're going to use. Yeah, happens in my hero academia all the yeah, time. Yeah, a Dragon Ball. Scream for stronger attacks. Dragon Ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very verbal. Yeah. <laughs> always sad characters. There's always one sad character. Oh god, there's so much sadness unrelenting sadness like just that's and that that kind of like ties into what i was saying about the emotions like sort of being heightened and it was the kind of the same with uh like in summer wars you know where um the bit where after granny dies and of course everyone's understandably very emotional yeah but you know the bit where um where nakitu or nakitu the the girl yeah natsuki natsuki (laughs) natsuki we're just gonna go for different it's like it's like mary all mary all over again (laughs) mary Mary and pippin yeah um Um, she's just sat there and she, then she starts crying and then all of a sudden she just bursts into tears and it's like holy shit like everything's just so raw yeah um, anyway what else is there looking through um, the one that's not on this list but the one I really like which was in Summer Wars is it's the power friendship normally to yeah. attack the big bag something oh a lot of people come together like when everyone gives their accounts 
I fucking love that scene where everyone's just like, oh, you can have my account to bet on the... Um... Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where all seems lost. And yeah, then and just everyone, everyone humanity, comes humanity just comes and supports I, them and it's like, wow. That a friendship. Yeah, I love that trope so much. It always, it always gets me, that scene. And yeah, it's so it's, it's so cheesy. It's, it's so quite cheesy, but it but it but you know it, it works in it. It's like you know the whole. It's like the Avengers Endgame thing in it. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone come together. Everyone comes together. Um, right now, woe me. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you think that's probably where they got that trope from? Oh, like. Or is it just a universal trope? Really? I think it's a universal trope of like. I think more in anime, it's more like the little people come together. Like their voices will change. Their voices will give power to the person, like the antagonist, the yeah, protagonist, yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball does it. It's like people of the Earth give me your courage when he does the um. Oh, I've got the big ball power. He does. He gets like force from everyone. What? What's this in? A Dragon Ball. In Dragon. Oh, oh, yes, yes, I can't yes. Remember what's yes, called yes, now? The yes. big blast. Um. I shouldn't really know. It's not it. Kamehameha. No. Is it? no well, that's, uh, that's something. Charge of but it's another thing where it's just like a huge big. Like kind of like a sunny house on him and oh yes I do remember this yeah yeah that 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 is quite something in it he always shouts like um people give me your power and it's like the plants and stuff give the life force and yeah <laughs> yeah that kind of thing yeah 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 <coughs> that makes sense. I remember that yeah that makes sense um God yeah there is so much though isn't there yeah um but yeah a lot of those tropes um now that you mention it I had do remember them in a lot of the stuff that you show me yeah um it's just crazy isn't it. It's just absolutely crazy, but you know they 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 know. Is it done on purpose? Do you think, or is it done? Like... Oh yeah, like, like, depression shots of like boobs and stuff. Like, they're oh, there for a so reason. True, it's so true. Funny guys, they're like, yes, this sells. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's there in um. I mean, I remember seeing it like so overtly in uh in my Hero Academia, where you know when that like then when the giant woman is there yes. the first time you see her yeah Mount Lady's like Mount yes. Lady is nice just... to meet your ass quit <laughs> oh god it's just ridiculous it's just you know and, just, and the first thing you see is just like her like just like this gigantic um, ass and it's yeah. like it's like it's ridiculous it's like what the oh, hell oh like a thing is have you ever seen Dude Where's My Car no oh there's a giant woman in that and uh, like she's walking through like a theme park and this little kid's like I want to go on that ride daddy and the oh, dad's like me too oh god sick <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. God, it's, it's I've never seen that film in like 20 years. It's probably aged horribly. It probably has. I mean, like, you know... I 90s mean, films. <laughs> 90s. I mean, God bless the 90s, man. That's all I can say. Um, But, you know... Yeah, I mean... Uh, but, but those tropes... I mean, like, do you think... I mean... There's tropes for a reason, and they make up a genre, really. Yeah. I mean, like... Would you even say... I mean, anime, obviously, is a genre in itself. And that's, you know... If it weren't Lots for... Lots of things. Anime is... You say anime is a genre, but anime is like a... I don't know, it's like saying TV's a genre. It's like a mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anime encompasses a lot of different genres. It does. It's a weird thing. It does. But it, it all does. gets like kind of pigeonholed here because... Because of... If you think anime, you just think the one... Yeah. And I don't think those, those tropes help, really, in a sense. Yeah. That's why, like, when I'm trying to introduce you to stuff, I'm thinking of stuff that's, like, not like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I can think it'll put off a lot of people if you... Oh, watch this. Then it has, like, a... It has a nosebleed straight away. And you're like, what the fuck? Someone died. Well, I suppose, you know, I mean, like, it's like... I suppose when you think about a lot of anime... Because I had this um, I had this um, this discussion um, with uh, with my girlfriend last night, actually. I was saying, like, you know, like... It's... Um, I wonder... Because um, a lot of the stuff that I've been watching, like, for this podcast is... Because um, I, I don't know anime at all. Yeah. You know, and so really, I'm going in the dark um, for a lot of this stuff, 
like a lot of people who would be listening to this. I I would imagine. I would yeah. imagine a lot of people who like listen to this aren't in anime either. So if this in any way has has in uh, piqued interest in like in for people to like come and watch these things. Um they are there is some element to them that um I've, I've got to be honest they're still not fully my thing. Yeah. You know, but I have to say there is like an element to them where the stories are quite interesting. The the tropes like of like certain character types do get on my nerves a little bit where <clears throat> you've always got the male protagonist is always usually like this this there uh, this bumbling bag of nervous is it who's a nervous wreck um the like the the, the obvious objectification of women <laughs> you know yeah um and the uh and the the whole thing about this guy who is always there's always at least one guy or, or woman who's like full full of rage and um but that being said it is really entertaining you know, I mean, I I really quite enjoyed My Hero Academia, and I really enjoyed uh, Cowboy Bebop. Like, those were things I could see myself actually coming back Cowboy to. Cowboy Bebop is like... People say it's an anime for people who don't like anime. Like, don't watch anime, because I, it's... I completely subscribe to that. I, 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 I completely agree with it. I mean, like, with the whole thing with Summer Wars... I mean, like, even the title Summer Wars, is it even... Is it just... Is it literally just a reference to... It's sort of like... It's it's set in the summer and it's meant to be like oh, what's that film called with the against AI, which one against AI? Yeah, something was. Um, I was gonna say I robot. <laughs> no, is it? <laughs> Shit, what's that film called? Where's my phone? Two seconds. What the what the? So you're looking for a film that's it's it's something war. It's, I can't remember what it's called. Something now. war, but it's like against AI. Yeah. Right. I'm. When when was this film? I'm gonna say eighties, early nineties. Oh, an eighties film. Okay. Um. um <laughs> uh, it's gonna Robocop. kill me now no it's like an actual ai and it's like <sighs> is it not just called ai no that's a different film it's got wars in the fucking title as well um star wars that's <laughs> yeah, star wars star definitely. wars yes um i can't think of anything i can't think of one. Oh my god it's gonna wreck me. i can it in my head yeah it's like a sort of a chess game and it's like oh i'm just typing war um, wars. something wars See, I want to get Star Wars. Thanks, IMDb. Tron Wars. It's not Tron Wars. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh um, my god! Why is it? It's gonna Starship me. Trooper Wars. I can't know what it's called. Batman now. Wars. The War of the Batman. Oh, oh it's gonna get in my head. Or something it, game. Or something describe games. it. Squid Game. It's Squid like Game War. They're playing against the AI, and it's like, uh, would you like to play a game? And it's oh, like Saw, <laughs> not Saw. <laughs> so it's Saw. Yeah, it's Saw. Saw um, War. Saw Wars. Saw Wars. Shit. Um, if I search, would you like to play a game? Oh my god, how has this gone out my head? Would you like to play a game? Um, Spy Kids. Spy Kids Wars. <laughs> just say, just say, Philip. I will. Wars yes, I will. Yes. Um, uh, Cats versus Dog Wars. <laughs> I'm only saying that because your cat has just walked in. Hello, yes. honey. How are you? Honey is... Nah. War games. War games. There we are. Yes, I had war in it. Right. War games. So they're, war they're, games. They play against the AI and it's like sort of like a chessy type thing. All right, okay. I thought I'd kind of reference that a bit. Also, that's set in like August. It's <laughs> set in August. <laughs> Summer Wars. It's just that loose of a reference. Uh, Both films are set in August. So well, no, but not that one. But that one's set in August. Summer Wars. Right, okay. well, and course. it came out in uh, August as well. So oh, it's like, very, very Summer Wars. Yeah. No, Summer, absolutely. I, I, um, you know, it was, I, I feel like this movie is one of the more accessible um, 
know um what's it called animes i think out there as well yeah um because i think uh this is up there with cowboy bebop i think in like in um well really my hero academia as well actually for like being like really accessible my hero academia is probably one of the more popular ones right now that yeah. demon slayer demon slayer is incredibly popular and i've only just got into it yeah 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 absolutely um i've never heard of any of that uh prizes on netflix and shit netflix and shit um but yeah i, I think this is one of the more um what's it called um uh, accessible ones um i think you know with the um with the um what's it called uh, the themes of uh, family obviously are very prevalent i mean the whole thing yeah. is about family it just reminds me of a big catholic family guy like i've had like my like i said my i'm technically catholic my dad on my dad's side yeah and like like i said my nana had like i think seven i'm gonna say seven i've got like six aunties and uncles thereabouts mm-hmm. we had one black sheep with the family and like they all had kids and all had big things different thing kind of remind me of that like going to see my nana at like events and stuff and yeah. having that huge thing i think that's one thing that that film does for me as well it reminds me of like yeah big family events that we used to have yeah well i mean i as a as a, as a raised catholic myself i can kind <laughs> of you know i can kind of um uh subscribe to that as well i mean like i can't remember the last um family gathering i even went to oh god yeah um because i mean as the years have gone by um my family has kind of um not like alienated itself from like other um but you know i mean put it put it this way when certain members of family you know die yeah or like move on as they say um you know um certain factions of like family ties start to erode yeah you know and i think um you know as you get older those those things um unless the family sorry the cat just le- leapt onto uh, the deer. <laughs> left behind him left behind me like a bit frightened um when but yeah so when you get older these things just start to happen yeah unless you've got a really like close-knit family where that you do do it regularly and you do like keep on the whole thing of like family reunions but like with my family i mean i only see one side of my family um very rarely to be honest with you and i think that um you only see that certain factions of family on birthdays or anniversaries or that sort of thing you know and i think that's just (coughs) it's life (coughs) excuse me that is just life you know and um, so when you see films like this, that really um, showcase um, sort of like the, the power of um, family, family and, you know, and the whole thing of like, you know, sticking together and, you know, it's it's almost a, it's almost a very, I don't want to say alien concept because I don't want to like portray it as if like it really is something that, you know, you kind of. It's a rare thing. There's... Yeah. It's a rare thing. It is a rare thing, especially today, um, and especially on like my my side, my my family. I yeah. mean, like that. That's not to say that like we um really don't aren't aren't connected. I mean, we are. I mean, like obviously, I mean, it was my uncle's birthday yesterday, and of course, he was wishing uh, wishing him a happy birthday, and like we were, he was, you know, he was like very happy to hear that and all that, um, and y- you know, and there's other like my my you know my godmother and um. You know, and, and her and her husband obviously are like I know them very well, and um, like certain like members of like my auntie and uncle, um, on and even like my auntie and uncle who aren't technically my auntie and uncle, but like they're still like yeah, I know what you mean really like close members of the family. It's um, it's it's it was um, it was interesting to see, you know, and it just makes you wonder: is the family unit sort of 
defunct you know in 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 some in some senses of the word because i've been in family situations other people's family situations where it's massive you know there's like there's there's the there's the mother and father there's um there's the brothers there's there's there's, you know there's the cousins there's the um the auntie and uncle there's the grandparents there's the um there's the other auntie and uncle there's there's so many and you kind of feel you kind of feel like how um the math nerd kid feels you know so overwhelmed by it an outsider and it's strange and i'm not sure that those environments are unless they're in a certain way you know um i don't know where i'm going with this i'm but you know what i mean yeah don't you it's um it's it's strange it's um and i don't know i don't know i don't know if it's just a modern i don't know if it's just an outdated um concept that sort of like in a modern context doesn't really feel right unless you've been around that your entire life but to be fair with to be fair to be fair to that you always i think we're always going to get that in media you're always and that's always going to be represented in real life um where you're always going to have a black well not a black sheep of the family but someone who's introduced in a family situation where you feel sort of isolated and you feel well i think this film does it well because you can relate like relate to having a big family and you also relate to being that person who's coming in from the outside i completely completely related to that you know and um and it is it's it's tough because you either you're either in a family situation someone else's family situation where you feel accepted and they don't necessarily exclude you yeah but you know they sort of don't they sort of like act in a way where it's like oh well this obviously isn't the norm for you but this is the norm for us so we're we're gonna make it indirectly make you feel weird yeah you know um and like sort of like an outsider because you don't subscribe to this like what we do and stuff now yeah it's it's a weird one you know but thankfully i've been in situations where like you know you you know where the family are just like quote unquote normal people then then again you can say that about friendship groups if you get introduced to someone's friendship group it's the same with friendship groups you're absolutely right yeah it's um you know it's it's a weird situation i mean i mean i mean i'm sure the two of us have we've both been in those situations yeah i think many a time um where you either and you can be an outgoing person as much as you like and be like really wanting to meet people and like thrive off other people and being like an extrovert and this that and the other but sometimes it's just you, you still there's nothing that will change you feeling a bit out of your comfort zone yeah. and a bit like um this isn't sort of my thing you know and um and yeah it's uh it's another one where it's yeah families are weird man yeah <laughs> yeah families are weird and um friendship groups are weird again it's it's like it's 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 cults isn't it you know and um and cults and well not cults but clans that's the word i'm looking yeah. for you know clans and clans not cults clans not cults hashtag john lewis <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it's it's an odd one so i think this movie like really portrayed that like really well um but you know then again though you know nuclear war that maybe that's what we need to sort of like re- family re- family to reignite the family unit you know <laughs> bring us all together and you know that may not be far off with what's going <laughs> i'm just gonna stand here and just stare <laughs> <laughs> no it won't come to that of course not 
Um, but we know where to go, though, don't we? If it did come to that. Um, well, we would. Go, where, is there is there an underground like a uh, unit that you know of, or like a big sturdy building that we could all like? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We could go to Blast Beach, I suppose. Yeah. It's already yeah. been blasted enough. It has been blasted enough. You know, we can go there and go there again. No, no, of course. I, I, I only say that in jest, ladies and ladies and gentlemen and, and others. Um, but you know, um, no, uh, and that was, you know, of course, that was a big thing. It's like again, the big trouble, like big disasters that'll bring bring a family together. And it was very satisfying watching a love machine get smacked in the face as a little king avatar. Kazuya, yeah, <laughs> yeah, by by uh, by King uh, by King Co- What was it? King what? King Kazuya. Kazuya, Kazma, Kazma, King Kazma. Yeah, yeah, that was that was so satisfying to watch. You know, because it's um, it's like going back to Lord of the Rings. I'm really glad. I, I, I've totally switched my opinion on Gollum. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a Gollum apologist anymore. I'm not a Gollum apologist anymore. I'm so glad. What well, I was so satisfying t- to watch him get beat up. Um, and it was very much the same uh, in this movie. It was really lovely to watch uh, King. Uh, I'd say I uh, love Machine get beat up, even if he was just um. You know, a senseless AI. Speaking of satisfying, though. Yes. The visuals. The visuals. So satisfying. They, they actually are. Yeah, that that is true. That yeah, that is that is one element I think that um that did actually resonate with me. It's like the uh, the animation style was really quite um fluid. Yeah. But also um what I noticed in like the way the characters moved and this that and the other there was there was <clears> like there was there was quite um a, a satisfying feel to it. But I, I think what you're referring to really is the, uh, the in Oz. In Oz, yeah, Oz really looked incredible. Yeah, especially for um for the time as well. I mean, like, yeah, well, it's like, nice to see on Blu-ray as well. All, everything pops. Yeah, it it did it <coughs> it did really it it, it everything like so there, there was and like, everyone has like kind of a glow around them like a little like, yeah ready bluey kind of like um sort of like digital like quality to them. Which oh, I right, thought yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, the film I talked about last week, Bell. Because it's made by the same director. Oh, yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Similar concept. There was a whole white, like, kind of metaverse thing, and everyone had this kind of glow to them. And yeah. But they weren't, like, a little more 3D-ish, not, like, 2D. Yeah. But yeah, a similar yeah. thing. Yeah, it was... Um, I, I, <clears throat> I, I thought it was really cool, like, the way that... Oh, and, and especially as well, when, uh, when Love Machine takes on his massive form. The way yeah. that he moves is, like, really... It did so well to differentiate it from that in the real world. You know, or like the real world. Yeah. You know? Um. Um. But it was like seeing that that digital rendered place was like it gave you like a really nice little indication of what the internet really looks like. Yeah, know? that's what it looks like inside the tubes. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Ima- imagine if we could actually like see for real or be inside the internet in a strange way. So that uh, future arm episode <laughs> mm. where they do the internet when it's all VR and <laughs> inside. Oh, they go inside the internet. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I never knew that. Well, it's a really early episode as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like future armor, like. I mean, that was one thing that I need to <coughs> really like quite delve into because I feel like that would be quite fun. Yeah. Um, Might want to do. Yeah. Um, it was because uh, it's like sort of like a precursor to sort of Rick and Morty, isn't it? Uh, to some extent. No, but it's a successor to the Simpsons. Cause successor it's to the Simpsons, Macaroni. obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but it was like, but yeah. So that animation, especially when um when there was the fight between um King King Cosma and um and uh and Love Machine, Machine yeah. It was um it was just it was very 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 satisfying to watch yeah very fluid very fluid very just very cool very creative as well that's another thing as well you know it was the creativity is really strong in these movies yeah you know especially especially in that um that 
it, that's where it really pops in the land of Oz. And obviously the introduction to Oz as well. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, I think was really good. I think they did the the correct thing in establishing what the main um, here's like the main thing about this universe that you need to know about. Like here's the background. Funny enough, know? that scene at the start, um, even in the Japanese dub, it has the English voice saying, "This is ours. Welcome to ours." Is it really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Any reason for that, or is it just? I think it's just trying to be like Oz is universal, so it's got the English language. Oh, I suppose yeah. Of course, English is the universal language, isn't it? So well, one of the most popular languages. Well, yeah. one of the most popular languages, yeah, exactly. Um, but um, but yeah, no, I thought the oh god, the, the animation style was really, especially for like as I said for like two thousand and nine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm expecting from something from two thousand and nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, only fuck twelve years ago. <laughs> twelve years ago, God, God, I, I remember that. You know what I mean? I remember, I remember two thousand and nine. You know, crazy. I was working. <laughs> <laughs> I was nineteen. Um, you were 19 just finished uh, college i was a child i was like <laughs> i was like was that 12 or 13 or something like that i don't know yeah there was seven year difference between us how old are you now i'm 25 yeah i'm 32 so yeah seven jesus so you'd have been about 12 jeez yeah i'll have been 12 yeah god i, I remember it i remember 2009 that was the, that was the year that everything changed for me that was when my life really started to take shape yeah like 2009 that year and it was um yeah it was very strange um i remember that's that's when i started to become aware of like the world like the wider world i think that's when you're like 12 13 yeah yeah like you start to become aware of the wider world you start to become aware of um that was... well, that's when you start secondary school yeah you know and when you start secondary school well i've got a fun story about starting secondary school i say it's fun it's not fun at all oh dear well well, well yeah, let's um, hear it lee so the first week of secondary school i'm gonna say the first couple of days uh 9-11 happened oh shit wow that was live like we were talking about it on the way home that's when you started secondary school yeah oh, i started in 2001 god <laughs> jesus christ that, that was the first week of secondary school i can't top that yeah. <laughs> really 9-11 jesus uh and how did it how did it feel like how, how what was the general... unreal like i don't know if this is the mandala effect or something but i can vividly remember someone falling out of that air tower really on live tv Jeez. but people say it's a mandala effect that never happened and people mentioned it after the fact that you remember people falling out the that tower. i remember someone falling out of the tower right that was shown live on tv but people have said it didn't happen it might be the mandala effect just people talked about it happening and it's just a kind of a you think it happened? And then you think it happened, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I remember, I mean, I know that, like, I mean, I mean, that's the thing about that event. I mean, I, I remember, because um, I, I remember in 2001, I'll have been four years old. Yeah. Like four at the time. Yeah, I'll have been four years old. So I, I remember people talking about it. And I remember, um, I remember people like because I was obviously when I was in the Catholic school and um, we would um, we would do this thing at the end of every assembly where we would say like who we want to pray for and things like that and uh, and I remember people like saying like different things and then like I remember one one lad who who I still vaguely know to this day really um, he was saying uh, I want to if we can pray for everyone in the in the twin towers and I I kind of had an idea of what that meant yeah. Uh, and I knew that there was um, a picture. Um, there was a picture in one of the classrooms that um, it had like a little timeline 
that went from um 1910 1920 1930 you know it would go through the decades yeah. of the of the 20th century and then it came to um 2000s well it came yeah it came to i think it went from like 1990 and it had like the the biggest defining event of the night of 1990 was um the death of kurt cobain Uh, (laughs) it was yeah it was yeah that was the biggest moment um no i can't i can't remember what it was that they had for like the 90s death of princess diana it might have been the death of princess diana which funny story not funny story i remember just being annoyed by that as a kid because it happened when i was about seven and all the news i always had the rolling news coming over the cartoons i was like i don't care i just want to watch my cartoons cartoons. i don't know who this person is fucking hell man just let us watch the cartoons man it's like i don't know i don't care Oh, Lee. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> no, it was um, a dumbass seven-year-old. No, no, I mean, seven-year-olds aren't going to, yeah. like, subscribe to anything like that. I mean, I can't remember what it was. I think it was... It, it won't have been the Berlin Wall coming down, because that was 1989, so... Bill Clinton getting a blowjob? It might have been. <laughs> getting a peach. It might have just... Uh, yeah, a big <laughs> picture. That's on, a, that's, on a, <laughs> <laughs> that's on the Catholic school wall. The picture that defined the 1990s. The la- the, the live picture that was taken in the Oval Office. The Clinton years. <laughs> the, Clinton, the Clinton years of Bill Clinton receiving oral sex from Monica Lewinsky was right there. On the timeline, that is the 1990s right there, ladies yep. and gentlemen. There we are. Next to the death of Kurt Cobain and Marilyn Manson. Uh, and the death of Lady Diana. No, I, I can't remember what it was. But the point being, um, yeah. when it, it said then it went 1990s and then Millennium. Yeah. And of course, the Millennium. Why took it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, exactly. It was, um, it was, it was, the, it was the Twin Towers. It, yeah. was, it was a picture of 9-11. And of course, you can't get what other event would it be? You know, um, and, you know, and I remember, um, you know. Going off on a tangent again. Okay. We're going from a tangent to a tangent, but I've been watching, like, a couple of years ago, I started, like, rewatching Friends. Mm. And when it gets to around 2001, you can just tell it's, like, a weird bubble in America where everything was related to, like, firefighters and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, half the cast in the show are wearing, like, FDNY yeah. shirts. Yeah. They never forget on the um, fucking scribble board that was on the uh, door. Yeah. But this goes on for like a good few months. Yeah. It's like the entire year. There's just all this like, the don't explicitly mention it and never gets mentioned. But everything like background stuff is just. Mm-hmm. It's just like relating to 9 11. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very strange. It is strange. And it's uh, that's another point as well, really. Um, I mean, th- t- to be fair, this could be its own podcast, really. Mm. But it's like, it's. My friend John talks about nine eleven. Talks about nine eleven. I mean, well, no, maybe it's not specifically about nine eleven, <laughs> but it's um. But w- what is interesting about that event is that it really did. When you look at it through the eyes of media, you really see how much it influenced basically everything. Yeah. You know, because it's it's so it's so strange because like talking about with what is going on like right okay so like so like right now. Um, if we're if we're talking seriously for a second, like what's happening like right now, especially with the whole thing with like Russia and Ukraine, it seems like a new Cold War yeah. is basically beginning. You know whether this will lead to an actual all-out war or whether it'll just be a series of appeasements towards Russia and Ukraine. We don't know. We're just gonna have to see what happens. But it'll undoubtedly lead to one of those two things. Up until now, right in the last twenty years. Everything has been like defined by that one event yeah. in two thousand and one. Because like before then, 
the nineties was a strange time. I mean, if you look at like the 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 Doomsday Clock, which is an actual like yeah. real thing, it's not just something that was created in Watchmen. You know, it's um, it's the Doomsday Clock. Um, the, the 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 closest it's been away from like world annihilation was like fifteen minutes to midnight or something like that, or twelve minutes to midnight, and that was in nineteen ninety. Yeah, and that was right after the Berlin Wall had come down. Um, you know, you'd had the riots in Tiananmen Square by that point, so like China had China was busy rebranding itself in the nineteen nineties, so that's why it didn't it was do sort anything. Sort of well, PC. The closest we've had to world peace. It's anyway. the closest we've ever had to world Hacking, peace. No, the closest we've had to world peace was when Pokemon Go came out. <laughs> That's true. Everyone was ha- true. everyone was happy for that first few months. That is true. That's that the closest we've had to world peace in years. But yeah, the nineties. That like is the actually so true. <laughs> that is actually so true. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, so apart from Pokemon Go, uh, yeah. the nineteen nineties. That was like the closest we ever had to like world peace because the Soviet Union had completely collapsed. collapsed. Russia was spending the 1990s rebuilding itself to becoming the Russian Federation. China was busy rebranding itself from being not a communist state, but still being a communist state. Um, And America was on top of the world. Like, nothing could challenge America. America was, like, the superpower in the world, and everything was great, you know? Um and of course, the biggest thing they had to deal with was like the scandal of. Um, I mean, it was the Gulf War and everything, but like you know, they had things like that, and obviously the Monica Lewinsky thing with the Clinton, with Bill Clinton, and all that. But you know, AIDS was kind of like becoming a thing of the past and all that. You know, yeah, like you know, the Reagan revolution had kind of like had its lasting impact of like the world. America is now a capitalist utopia and everything. Um, and then one fateful day happens in america and on september the 11th 2001 and all of a sudden everything changes nothing is going to be the same ever again because we realized for the first time that war can penetrate deep into the heart of a civilian population you know war has now taken on a new form we can now hijack planes we can now poses regular human beings like regular civilians and stuff and knock down two symbols of what america stands for you know i was going to say capitalism but yeah it's the same thing well it's the same thing (laughs) it's the same thing yeah Yeah. exactly it's like this is what we can do and we can bring we can change people's lives for the worse just like that you know and just by doing it easily you know and that was when everything changed and of course holy shit the 2000s man like the war on terror you know and like the the, there's a fantastic series on netflix which i don't know if you've if you haven't seen it watch it and if i if anyone's listening to this and they're interested in this topic i would urge you to watch this as well it gives you such a great understanding of where we are today and it and it basically it sums up 9-11 and the the last 20 years on how 9-11 basically impacted literally everything politically in the last 20 years and you know the whole thing about the uh, the in the Bush years was basically defined by that one event, and you get the uh, the Patriot Act, which basically gives the government permission to spy on literally everyone, and yep. in, and basically, and we're still feeling that today, you know that then that's like the precursor to to Facebook and and like what Zuckerberg's doing, and you know, um, and how social media just like is an entity within itself, which is crazy, um you know media as well like you were saying there like even subtle things in like in um 
in friends you know like when, yeah. when they're wearing and all that but you know the the villains in um in in cartoons now become like sort of like terroristy things yeah. you know like and any antagonist in most media was brown yeah it's ridiculous it how... is ridiculous um then again before that was russia it was russians up until like 2000s exactly yeah because it was the spin-off well spin-off that from the ussr and stuff like that so they were the last bad guys so they were always the bad guys in films yeah and then when it got to 2000s it's just anyone the who's... middle east yeah the yeah middle east. exactly the middle east is now the new enemy and you see that in um even in marvel comics like you know the avengers are now fighting um like terrorists and stuff mm. like that and like you know um all of the the um sort of um the films are now becoming the now the now all like commentaries on like what america is like doing at home and what it's doing abroad and like guantanamo bay and how one there's like one senator at, at the time when they were saying like oh we're gonna we're going to use 9-11 as an excuse to go to war with the Middle East and basically fuel, take away all the natural resources yep. and destabilize the Middle East even further and use that, use 9-11 as a justification for um, torturing people in Guantanamo Bay and that sort of thing. And it's like, it's it's insane. And there was one, there was one woman senator. I can't remember her name, but she was the only one basically saying, "Let's not do anything hasty. Let's not use let's not use our blinding hatred and anger here to do something that we might regret." And guess what? They did. We did something that we might regret. We like we, I mean, yes, Saddam Hussein was an evil guy, but by removing him from power in Iraq, destabilized, <laughs> destabilized even further. Like what was going on there i can't believe we've now got onto this from summer wars yeah some wars the wars that says it's there let's talk about all war <laughs> but it's like but it, it's it's insane and and now a lot of those guys who like who were still in afghanistan and iraq like they couldn't even remember why they were there yeah anymore like, and they, like i remember like it's like on that documentary series like some guys were saying i don't even no one even talks about 9-11 anymore no one remembers it you know why are we here you know and i'm like oh god it's such a sad state of affairs isn't it you know and 2010s you know the arab the arab spring that was the most significant period of the last 10 years because that just gave birth to all of the political instability that we have now yeah you know people like to think that like donald donald trump was like the biggest politically unstable thing no god of course he wasn't that was he was a product of what was going on Mm. you know because people were sick of like the way that because barack obama bless him as much as he's a likable guy and you know um, a popular president as an individual you know um his presidency really didn't define any change yeah you know that people really wanted you know he was still a politician you know i mean still did wars still you know the drone warfare did not yeah. change under his re- under his uh, his reign it didn't you know i mean yes he got rid of saddam uh, not saddam hussein uh, osama bin laden but did anything really change? You know, yeah. people, was, the troops were still in Afghanistan. They were still in Iraq. You know, were they still in Iraq, or did they did they come out by then? The police were still there. Probably still there. Yeah. Um. But it was like they're probably still there to this day. <laughs> probably. Um. But you know, and now that we've come out of Afghanistan completely, look at what's happened. The Taliban have just immediately retaken over the country. Yeah. You know, and you know, if so, it was almost as if it was all for nothing. You know. Um. And the election of Donald Trump was just a reason of people being so sick and tired of everything being the same and nothing changing and 
what happens is when you have things like that you get people like donald trump yeah and then when when you realize that that was kind of a mistake and things got even worse domestically like race relations plummeted like and that that that's a number of different things it's a number of like the like the you know society's attitudes towards um social you know progression and the division that 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 inevitably creates and political instability there's a whole manner of things um you know that's just a byproduct of what's going on and now we've gone back to a biden administration who is a return to what we had before who you know he's not really making an impact on anything you know afghanistan has been retaken over by the taliban russia is now invading ukraine we are now on the verge of like it's it's strange it's it's and it's going to be it's 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 scary it's unsettling but it's it's a, we're we're at a very strange time right now politically globally and socially and let's just pray that everything nothing, the 20s is fucked the, the, yeah the 20 <laughs> let's just we'll wait and see what the 2020s has in store for the rest of the world and like what it what what we will look like because it's like we may be coming out of a pan we well i say coronavirus hasn't gone anywhere but you know we are thankfully hopefully now in a, at a point where we can live with it without it being a serious um as fergus walsh said on bbc news let's let's make fergus walsh a sir can we give him a knighthood that wonderful man um least looking at me with such confusion yeah do you know <laughs> fergus walsh is the yeah the medical editor on bbc news right. and he's a lovely man it's very stylish um look him up <laughs> um but like you know let's see what happens uh in the 2020s and you know but when we're coming out of coronavirus should not shouldn't be another dominating um down downer on society in our lives anymore it shouldn't be because of like our exposure to it and, and the vaccines and stuff until then we're going to talk about fun anime movies. but until then we're <laughs> going to talk about fun anime movies and keep and keep everything light and entertained for you all I do apologize for that tangent went that I went. Dark. Yeah, I, I know. I could. Well, not dark. We just went to a kind of a on a on a oof. really serious tangent yeah. there. But uh, but you know, I mean, I think I think it is important to talk about these things. I think it's, yeah, I think just today is kind of just kind of set. Today has set the mood because it's because of because of what has happened yeah. today inevitably. I, I think it was inevitable that we couldn't talk about it. You know, yeah, you I was going to try and leave it a week just to see what happens because literally at the time of recording this the invasion happened at fucking four in the morning it did it did thereabouts you know and and we're still waiting on like what really is going to happen and what really is happening and what really is happening exactly there's a lot of misinformation out there there is um so but you know let's let's just all keep each other safe keep each other well and you know keep it clean as uh ian mcpake our uh our lecturer from university would say but uh but no i yeah you know um go and watch summer wars you know, it's a it's a fun romp. Yeah, go try something different. Go try on, some anime. Try some anime. Try something different. And I, you know, and 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 listen to this podcast. You know, because that's that's what we're here for. To you know, um, I know we just talked about something that maybe was quite serious and maybe quite you know a bit of a downer. But it is important to talk about these things. I think. Oh yeah, uh, real world shit's happening, whether or not. <laughs> yeah, whether whether or not we like it or not, it is going to happen, and it is still happening, and it is important to talk about this stuff. But at the same time, though, it's also important to be entertained and to enjoy yes. yourself. Um, so I hope that we have managed to do that for you. Um, yeah. What have you got for me next week, Lee? I've got like a kind of a list now. I don't know which one to give you. <laughs> so let's talk about it. We're gonna have a talk about one of my favorite films. 
done by one of my favorite directors. Right. Um, that's English. Oh, okay. Uh, well, Western. Oh, or wonderful. We can go for an anime which has none of the tropes we're talking about today. Right. Has an actual protagonist, kind of, who is like, kind of not a bumbly wreck. Right. We have one a protagonist who's goofy as shit. Yeah. Um, still, and has fa- like very good like women. Women very represent- good women very good women representation lovely we love good women um that's the three I'm thinking of what do you want uh well, I tell you what we'll, we'll steer away from anime at the bit uh, okay. for a little bit and we'll go for this uh, for this film uh, that you've just mentioned with this uh, this English Western thing that's one of your favorite films okay we're going with Scott Pilgrim oh marvelous brilliant <laughs> brilliant I've never seen Scott Pilgrim so yeah I'm you really... mentioned it before yeah so I'm quite excited about this actually yeah so Ed- Mr Edgar Wright yes Mr Edgar Wright one of my favorite directors yes which he I is. still need to see um. One night in last night in Soho. Oh, last night in Soho. Yes, I've not seen it. Um, yeah, I've Same. not seen that. Uh, the only Edgar Wright films I've seen are um, I've seen Hot F- Hot Fuzz. Good, because that's like um, oh, so good. That's an excellent film. That's a really good movie. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yes, obviously. I've seen Shaun of the Dead. Obviously, another really good movie. Um, and Baby Driver. Yes. Which I and and bearing in mind, I haven't seen uh, the rest of um, I haven't seen At World's End. Um, good film. It's probably I was thinking it's the weakest out of the three of them, like uh, the, the trilogy. Co- uh, the but trilogy, yeah. there's always yeah. going to be a weak one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I've heard I've heard like that it's not like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, but it's, it's great. I like it. It's a good movie. Yeah, uh, I've not seen that. I've seen bits of it. I've not yeah. seen it all the way through. Um, um, I'm trying to think what else he's done. Um, I've I've as I, as I said, I've seen Baby Driver. I went to the cinema to see that, and I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I think that is one of my favorite films. I maybe. think. A lot of people have cited that maybe that is his best film. Yeah, it's just music and editing going hand to hand is just oh yeah. It's my little it, sound design edit the heart just fucking. Loves it, it's it's so well done. It's yeah. so well done. It's so stylistic. It's so cool. It's the plot's great. The acting's great. When we were talking about last uh, last week, we're talking about like giving someone free reign of what they want to do. Yeah, that was a free reign film. Yeah, and that's it doing it really well. Isn't yeah, it, that was know? one of the examples. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, what else? Uh, last night is last night in Soho. The, the... That's his most recent one. He did the, the um, documentary on oh, what's that band called? Oh, Sparks. Sparks. Yes, Sparks, yeah, he did that last that. year as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, Jamie, you know Jamie, um, yeah. our mutual friend Jamie, who I run a business with and who is also in my band. Um, he hates Sparks, um, which made me want to listen to them. <laughs> 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 um, but. Uh, yeah, I know that. I know that he did that, and um, and I know that he did last night in Soho, which I know a lot of people have had mixed reactions on, really, because they weren't expecting it to be like a full-on horror movie. Yeah, it's supposed to be like really yeah. serious, which um, is not like Edgar. Which isn't Wright's... like Edgar Wright, really. No His background, no. But yeah, um, if you have the idea to do it, you do it. Yeah, and then of course there was Scott Pilgrim, which, yes, which I which I really wanted to watch for research for Rebel Rebel. Yeah, but we never. I couldn't find it. I was going to try and get it on Blu-ray. But I, I I just couldn't find it in HMV, really? and I yeah I'm serious I couldn't find it, and I even asked about it at the um at the desk, and they were like, yeah, that hasn't been in stock for a while actually I don't know why but no I haven't got it sorry and I was like oh shit so then I just gave up really and then I just totally forgot about Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so, ever asked that I've I've had on Blu-ray. Have <laughs> <laughs> <Okay, laughs> you yeah. ever mentioned that? I've been like yeah I've got it. So that's what you're gonna give me is it? Yeah, unless oh, it's on Netflix. Brilliant. I have one away. Is it on Netflix? We'll have a look. We'll have a check, yeah. But, um, but it's on oh. Netflix. You can watch that, and I'll watch that because I need to re- have a refresh. Have a refresh of it, yeah. But oh, that's that's fantastic! I'm really excited to watch that. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. I love. I honestly, 
I've yeah. got, the, got the game. Need to replay the game, actually. The game's really weird, right? So it came, on, it came out on Xbox 360. Right. It was like a 2D beat-em-up type thing. Right. Um, And then got pulled completely. You could not get it anywhere. Wow, really? For years and years. And then last year, they finally um, re-released it. Wow. So I've got it on the Switch. Jeez, and it was it was it like a movie based game or was it? It's in... based more off the like the comic. Off the comic, right? Like okay. all the, the art styles off the comic. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But yeah, really fun game. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to watch it then. Brilliant. Really fun film. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Until then. Yes. Farewell. Bye. Already gone. <laughs>